Hey, Luke, how you doing? Hi, Happy New Year. I know, right? We are recording this at 8.30 my time, New Year's Day. New Year's morning. Kind of odd this will be the most sober edition of Catching Foxes <laughs> known to man. We did that one episode at like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, remember I, that? I, yeah, it's true. Yeah, But that, that wasn't really it. sober. That was sleepy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. This will be the most alert and sober and um, depressing. Yeah, so we'll see how this goes, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> what if they're like, oh, wow, this is... This is terrible. Or, and this is what I'm really worried about, they're like, oh, this is ten times better. <laughs> wow, we've achieved. <laughs> we've created oh. something beautiful. Uh, which just means I can't, I have, I have one more reason to not drink, which is what I don't want. <laughs> I do, listen, Lord, you're stacking the deck in the cons column against drinking. Let's, <laughs> let's throw a couple in the pros column. On. <laughs> one, good times. Two, selfishness. <laughs> No. Three, momentarily feel better about myself and my choices. <laughs> Four, inflated sense of um, self-worth and possibility. Five, social lubrication. <laughs> Six, I don't have a desperate need to be loved. <laughs> Seven, frequent urination. <laughs> That's always a bonus. Eight, the voices are now drowned out. <laughs> Goodbye, bad thoughts. Goodbye. So what did you guys do for, uh, you know, we haven't talked since before Christmas. How was your Christmas? Did you do anything unique, fun, different? No, you know, we had a very low-key Christmas, and that was fine. Um, it was good. Uh, not anything too special. It, it was fun because it was Everly's first Christmas. Oh, so it was really cool. that's right. We watched Wonder Woman on 1984. It was fine. Uh, it's, I'm not going to go on. I'm not, I don't think it was terrible, but I just don't think it was, you know. Good by any means necessary, <laughs> and uh, then I worked, so that was always weird. It's that week in between. I just don't know why anyone does anything in between Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Not unless at all. you, especially right now. Uh, it's the busiest restaurant week of the year, but obviously that's not impossible right now. So um, unless you work out, if you work at a restaurant, this is that's your Super Bowl because you just make tons and tons and tons of money. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and then um, for New Year's we did a little thing with ever. So this is actually was pretty funny. Okay, so I, I have a couple thoughts on what we did f- uh, about New Year's Eve, but I want to hear about your Christmas first. Our Christmas this was this was the first year that we intentionally said we're not going to travel. So my wife's family is in St. Louis. My parents are about fifteen minutes away from me. You've so never talked about it before. <laughs> so uh good point uh for new listeners um for michelle Knightsky, who just started listening um no so we usually travel sometime in december um last year we did it on christmas day um which is always horrific and the idea of not having to go anywhere not doing anything staying home it was so freeing and when I realized that I had twice the amount of vacation days that end at the end of the year, right, it's use it or lose it, then I actually had days of the year <laughs> to take off. I It was beautiful. I took off every single day starting on, like, December 17th or whatever. I had to do some stuff. I went into work for about four hours one day just to catch up on, on different things and kind of the weird stuff happening. But um, it was so beautiful and peaceful. We woke we, – we went to Mass on Christmas Eve. Which was a little chaotic, but whatever. And then we it was just peaceful. We prayed as a family. The kids went to bed and they actually fell asleep at like eight thirty, which is unheard of. And then they woke up at six 
And I got coffee going, and we turned on all the lights, and they came down, and we opened presents for two hours, and I mean, it was just it was just perfect. We, you know, we all oh, that's awesome. We all wore matching elf pajamas. That was cute. <laughs> so I love I love Christmas. I love watching my kids open presents. I love opening presents, Luke. I got a uh, I got a, a a new two two things that I think you'll appreciate. One. I got a gift. Uh, this is piggybacking off of the YouTube thing. I got a steamer vacuum to get out those stubborn <laughs> stains on carpets in cars. Who got that for you? Shannon. <laughs> she knows you so well. Yeah. And then I got uh, boar's hair detail brushes from the Detail Geek in Canada. Got those <laughs> and, some, and some six scrub brushes. For those stubborn You're stains. You're so excited, aren't you? Those stubborn stains. I, am. <laughs> I immediately took it to the garage and I got it all up back and laid it all out. I'm like, ooh, I'll clean my car that's already spotless because I already cleaned it. Um, ooh, such well intentions. Yeah. Well, and then, and then the, intentions. And then the last thing I got was uh, an impact driver from the old woodworking days. So I'm there excited about go. it. I got, yeah. I got good stuff. I got good stuff. Good. It, it made my heart happy and I bought my wife some crap and uh, she's happy, I think. I didn't wrap well. I didn't wrap well. One present didn't have any wrapping paper on the bottom of the box, but it's Good close job. enough. Good job. Way to really veil it in mystery. I t- so it's because of the damn podcast. How utilitarian of, of you. No, it was because of the podcast that I wrapped it and didn't bag it, right? So oh, enjoy your enjoy your tech name. <laughs> so, well, no, I it was a theology of disclosure. Because then in each box, <laughs> uh, in each box, I even though I tried to wrap it because it's stupid. Father Goble and his assertion. Um, I wrapped the presents in different boxes. So not the box itself didn't reveal anything either. So she had to go through. And then in each box, not only did I place the present, but then I filled it with with uh, chocolate, various yeah, chocolates. Mystery boxes. Ooh. It was. No, it was cool. <laughs> it was very sacramental. Um, very theology of your body. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. That's awesome. We uh, One thing that we did that was really cool, Aaron – Aaron um, made a menu for of Christmas that I thought was kind of awesome. And then she uh, created as well a little, like, prayer thing. We decided to do uh, – she, she, uh, she wanted to use a thing from, she had in the liturgy and uh, the Magnificat, and she kind of wanted to add some stuff to it. So she went and did that. And it was really cool. And we um, sung some carols, and it was, it was fun. It was actually kind of cool to do a thing like that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's not what I would want the, the norm to be. Obviously, doing things like like that, just being all that we do. But I think it'd be a cool thing to add. So, yeah, and, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, how was your New Year's Eve, man? How was last night? Tell me all about it. Uh, all last night, my wife cooked my favorite food, which is lasagna. We, uh, I, I set up the garage to be a workout space. Um, we are doubling down. So yesterday was a day of reflection. So my wife and I kind of went into different places in our house while our kids, you know, played and watched TV and all that stuff. And we just kind of thought about what does 2021 going to look like? And I spent the last like two or three days making sure the, the garage could be used as a gym. My wife is going to cancel her gym membership at the YMCA. In I think uh, in in a week, and then um, and so I need to make sure that she can do all the things that she wants to do, and she works out pretty pretty regularly now, um, and I you know setting up all that stuff. So that she went up into her room for about two hours and wrote in a journal like these are the things I want, these are my ideas, my dreams, and I thought that was pretty cool. We did something sort of like that last year, but it's kind of like a 
year in review, and then what am I looking forward to next year? And, and she actually was inspired by this damn show. So uh, she she was like, okay, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So that was part of it. And then for the actual celebration, we had lasagna. I went and bought Kahlua vodka and um, heavy whipping cream, and we and I had a bunch of white Russians. While my oh, wife so had, good. yeah. Well, my wife had. What did she have? Uh, vodka and tonic, I think. And then we watched Wonder Woman with the you kids. Know what, um, dairy is missing. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I've never had a white Russian before, and I had it over my buddy's house a couple days ago, and so I was like, I want to oh, make. They're this. great. They're yeah, great. they really are. They really are. Thank you, milkshake. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what it tastes like to me. And then um, the cool thing was, so we watched Wonder Woman with the kids. We only got about halfway through. And we let them, every so often, we'll let them sleep, have a sleepover in the in our playroom, our little bonus game room, whatever you call it, upstairs. So all the kids, they, made, they spent all day making forts and building all this stuff. And so they all slept there. And we let them stay up until about 10 because our neighborhood is like World War I and No Man's Land. It is just the constant you, you booming Texans. of fireworks. Everyone, everyone I know out in um, Texas on on their Instagram just had a bunch of fireworks going off. Yeah. And my neighborhood, we had – this was the great thing. And by great, I'm using that word sarcastically. My wife that said it best. Fire she, risk? She said, she said uh, wow, until 1 o'clock in the morning, all of our neighbors decided every five minutes to have a finale. So it's like all the fireworks that went off is like neighbor down the street. I'm going to let them off all right now starting at 11. And then the next door neighbor, I'm going to do it at 11.05. And it just went on and on until 1, which I didn't know. I just slept straight through. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I get more annoyed about that stuff just because of my dog. I'm like, come on, everyone. There are dogs. Oh. Dogs get terrified of oh, stuff. No kidding. And my kids, they kept staying up late because they were going in the, the, the game room where they're sleeping. They opened up the windows so they could watch. You know, it's upstairs so they could get a better view and they just yeah, watch yeah. the fireworks. And I'm like, should you guys be in bed? And they're like, well, the fireworks, Daddy, the fireworks. They're <laughs> like, quiet, old man. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your hole, old man. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where YouTube is. Listen, old man Gormley. Enjoy your car cleaning stuff. <laughs> Isn't there a carpet that needs to be uh, uh, cleaned? I guess clean. Clean is the word I could come up with. Yeah. Uh, listen, I mean, this, again, this is so kind of early for us. So. <laughs> um, what was your New Year's like? Uh, it, was, it was actually, so we wanted to do something with Everly and her, and her. So she, like, her bedtime is at 7, then we do a dream feed at 8. So really, like, it's kind of, um, it has morphed into this thing where her where she goes down at 7, and then she, and then she's out for probably about, almost, like, not quite an hour. Now it's about a 45 minutes or so, because she... His teething, and that's been horrible. Yep. And then uh, she wakes up, and so we did a little thing where we did a fake. So we, our plan was to, like, just – I thought it would be very easy to find a quick 10-second um, video on YouTube of the ball of, like, the ball of dropping, right? Yeah. Not as easy to find as you would think, at least on the Apple TV app. Hmm. So – and the one, the only thing they had was from 2019, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but it, but it, but it was raining a ton, and because of like I don't know what exactly, but there was just tons of smoke by the ball, so you could barely see it. So kind of, so it kind of sucked. But then what popped up right afterwards was about, and like me and Aaron had um champagne, and we had everybody there, so it was you know we were we were trying to do a whole thing about it. Then, like, what popped up right afterwards, because we can't ha- have a break after anything that we play, apparently, now. That's, like, a that's like a rule that all of the Zuckerbergs, uh, I guess they yeah. all decided that. Um, 
popped up this 20 minute thing from last year at Walt Disney World where they had or they had a firework display then they did a 10 second um countdown and so we just watched that and we you know it was about up 20 minutes long cuz it was like um 10 minutes of crap and so we just got so we so we began right 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 as um right as um it started and Everly loved it <laughs> And so, and we try to keep screen time. We don't. We try to have yeah. no screen time for her, besides being on Facetime. But this was a thing. Like, hey, this is you know, this is like the one. This, here's the exception. Yeah. And it was really nice. It was actually really kind of fun. And I, I actually, I think we're probably going to just keep watching that because I think for kids, it's a lot cooler as opposed to like, hey, here's a bunch of drunk people and dumb pop songs. <laughs> like it's just it's it's just way prettier. Yeah. And so I think. So what is I, it again? What is it? So it's so it's at Walt Disney World. Okay. Last year they did a live stream, and I'm I'm assuming they do this every year now. They did a live. So you know how at the end of the day they always have like a huge like fireworks yeah. thing over by the castle and all that crap. Yeah. And uh, it's not bad. It's it's pretty cool. Um, they did that, but at midnight, and then they have like a ten. So they have like ten minutes of fireworks, and then they have a ten second countdown, then then a bunch of fireworks afterwards but it's cool because the castle's all like in lights and stuff and they have like a soundtrack to it so it's more of a production and i think for like and it it just looks cooler because it's not this sort of like um everyone's getting drunk and here's you know someone doing a dumb song that you don't really care about at all and uh, you don't feel like you're being um, sold anything nor are you just like it's 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 just more enjoyable, and yeah. so uh, actually, I'm um, sent it to Emily, and her and Brian um watched it um with my niece, and she was just obsessed with it. So oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, this is kind of I know, it's, yeah. It's kind of funny how like all of a sudden when you become a parent, your brain your brain um starts to switch. Yep. Like, oh, this is kind of dumb. This thing here. Like, yeah. This is, yeah. This is kinda... You're like, this is the thing I want to do. I aspire to do this with my whole life. I would love to be. You know what? This is dumb. This is dumb. Yeah. You're a bunch of yeah, drunk cause... idiots. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I'm like, this is just not really fun. So, um, and yeah, so it was nice. And then did you – okay, I didn't know about this. Uh, did you know that like three or four years ago on New Year's Eve, uh, there was a huge debacle with Mariah Carey? Uh, no. I don't, I don't remember. So, sh- so she I don't, – I don't know what I was doing. I think that night I may have been out with Aaron's parents. We were out, we were out in Albuquerque that year, I think. I think it was that, that year. And it was this real unfancy dinner, and it was just awesome. But, so I totally I missed it. But um, that was actually um, really great too because it was something like um, totally different, and um, I felt it was pretty unique. So I guess when like Mariah Carey, she, she, was, uh, she was going to – you know how they have like yeah. – um, people come and do their um songs. So she was supposed to do an she was supposed to do an older um song of hers, and she said that you know that like her monitor went out, and so she just refused to sing the whole song. But it just kept going. All of her dancers kept um dancing, and she was trying to get the crowd to sing, and she was just being kind of like, "Oh, this is dumb. Can we stop this? This is not working." And it was just like a disaster. And I had never um seen it, and I, uh, I vaguely and remember laughed. that. Yeah, I laughed and laughed. I find um Rye Carey insufferable. Really? And so, um, yeah. I, I mean, I listen. I understand. My both both of my sisters are right now. I'm losing their mind that I just um, said that. <laughs> She's obviously incredibly talented, but she hasn't done anything with that talent, in my opinion, in the past ten to twenty years. It's just kind of like, aren't I important? And I was like, no, you're you're not. Like, what you do is like the least important thing. <laughs> you sing songs. You know, like. It's not really that important, <laughs> and um, 
Um, I mean, and she's and she's good. She's gun, and she's it's, it's just not like you know her songs don't have any deep meaning or anything like that. Or she's not trying to provoke any sort of um, social thought. Or you know, it's not like yeah. what Kevin Hyder does or what Bob Dylan does or something like that. You know, it's just like here are my boobs. You God, know, God bless her and God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh look, I'm Shannon, sixteen. <laughs> I was like, Apple TV has a new Mariah Carey Christmas special, and she's half naked. Okay, moving along. <laughs> yeah, never mind, kids. Um. And 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 it's just and it was kind of funny too because I was and then there was this other um, there's other um performance that she had that was also on there from another year that didn't go as well either and you could tell she was trying to sing the high notes but when you're you know as you as you age and if, if oh yeah Mariah sing, can't, can't hit the high notes of the uh, all I want for Christmas yeah. is you and a whole bunch of people attacked her and made fun of her and it's like. Uh, she's like 48. She can't hit the yeah, same she, note she, yeah. as a 20 year old. And like, <laughs> I then felt kind of bad for her. Cause yeah. I could tell she was trying to find a way. To, she was trying to find a way to make it work. And I was like, Oh, she just has this like look of resignation on her face. of like, I can't hit this. Like for whatever reason, I just can't hit this note. And so then, and then me and Aaron spent 10 minutes talking about vocal theory. Yeah. It's like Aaron's, uh, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've told anyone this. Aaron, uh, could be a professional singer if she wanted to be, she, she kind of was out in Denver. She was, she was part of the Denver choir over at the cathedral and you have to be really, really, really good to sing there. You did mention it on a way back episode and I always filed it in the back of my head when you talked about, we were talking about Adele and you were talking about how your wife broke down how amazing Adele's vocals are. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, like, you need to understand, like, her range and what she's able to do. And so you had kind of mentioned some of her background, but I didn't know that. I didn't know Yeah, that. yeah. She's got a real um, technical, like, she, it's one of those things where uh, not only can she sing, but she has the technical knowledge of, like, how to do it. And so, um, that's cool. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And it was really, so it was, it was kind of fun to like just have like a discussion about that. And, and then, uh, then we, we've been real in the chess and then we just, um, I played some chess and it was fun. And I lost two games in, uh, in a row because I tried to do something different than what I usually do. And I was like, I'm not ready yet. Crap. I just lost twice. <laughs> I never play chess. I never do. I really enjoy it. I really, that's uh, and it's absolutely because of the of the uh, Queen's Gambit that we started. No, oh. to, to, we started to uh, we actually bought a set after that. I played a little bit when I was in sixth grade, and I remember I really, really liked it. But then I never did anything with it. So <laughs> per tradition, as per tradition, yeah. I uh, uh, me and my wife last night started a new show called Hannah on um, Prime. Prime, whatever it's called, Prime TV or whatever the Amazon thing is, Prime Video. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hannah is, there was a movie that came out a while ago of Hannah, and it's about a little girl. They're in like somewhere in continental Europe, and they hus- or the father lives in a forest with this 15-year-old girl, his daughter, and uh, he's just training her to be like this ultimate warrior because he knows that the people who the government agents that owned her are going to come back for her and he rescued her and blah, blah, blah. So this follows the movie and apparently they just dropped season two. But, um, so me and my wife, we have our, the one show we watch together is the expanse, which is a sci-fi show. And then, and Hannah, we watched We binged two episodes, which is the most I've binged in years. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It's interesting. It's a little weird. Oh, cool. I watched, uh, Watchmen. Oh, the TV show or the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, the TV show. Do you have HBO Max? Uh, we got it, yeah, because of uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, it's um, good. I, it's uh, good. yeah, I went to. Uh, 
I have because of that episode of Catholic stuff you should know that you talked about. I ordered Robert Sokolowski's Eucharistic Presence: A Study in the Theology of Disclosure. I'm about 50, 50 something pages in. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it, you know it's it's funny the the thing that they talked about um, with Balthasar and um, that you know whole modernity thing and how it's kind of a response to that and, and people sort of kind of being anti on Balthasar. Are, I think kind of on the, on the missing the point of like what of what he's actually doing. I experienced that a bit on my Facebook wall. Oh my gosh! Hello, um, two thousand and six. <laughs> on a Facebook post I had where I just had like a Balthasar quote, and we had a really good buddy of ours who's not the biggest I'm a fan of Balthasar. Start to push back against that, and people started to argue about it. And I was like, "Wow, yeah, this that's this like frames this in a, like this makes a lot more sense now why people are upset about this stuff." And and like why and it gave some meaning as to why I think that they are wrong, but I'm also not interested in like joining the fight. Yeah, if that at all, I just I mean I I will gladly I'm talk about it if they want to and if it's going to be a reasonable um conversation, which I think on this guy if it would do um if it would be a um face to face um conversation he would, but I'm just at a point now where I I, I kind of don't want to have these conversations really with people on on yeah. online at all. It's, I will say this. It took me a solid month to get over my desire to be on social media and to tweet things and to put stuff out there. And uh, that that has completely gone away now. Like I used to, I literally opened up notes and I jokingly would put like potential tweets and notes and then not send them to anyone. Mm-hmm. But um, the experience of not getting caught up, like I see my friends and to a lesser extent my wife. She's mostly gone away from it, but – I see how anxious, nervous, and angry people are, and I didn't see it because I was there too. And when people are like, oh, all this stuff about the vaccine and all this stuff about the Biden and the blah, 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 election and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Oh, who cares? Like, it, I'm like so removed. And the other day, <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt sad a little bit because I don't have relationships with people in like Catholic Twitter. But I, I, you yes. know, like I miss, I, I miss that. those people that I used to talk to and all this stuff. And I can't yep. remember what it was. Yep. It was some. Uh, it was a Catholic podcast that I was listening to, and uh, I was How like, "Oh, dare you listen to the enemy?" I know. And I said, "Oh, I miss being able to interact with these folks because it was such an easy yeah. interaction." Yes. And I'm yep. sure I yep. probably got speaking gigs from it, but I, I, I would never in a million years. My, my pseudo relationships with people tentatively online is not worth the peace and joy that I have in my life right now. And the lack of – really just a lack of anxiety that I have due to – I was never one of those people who looked at Instagram photos and said, why can't I have their life? You know, I don't follow lifestyle bloggers and stuff like that. Yeah, same, same, But same. my things well, – I'll tell you, my most intense je- uh, jealousies, which should kind of hit the topic of the show today – Revolve around people who are being published and are creating things that are successful out in the world. And I can't I, – I seem to not be able to do that. You know, I, I try to write. I try to come up with something that I think is worthwhile. And then I reread it a week later and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is garbage. Delete. And I just can't get past that. So um, that's where the it kind of feeds my – I guess I would say jealousy uh, of of people who are like, hey, my new book's coming out on Thursday. And I'm like – what you have a new book and I've I've not done anything with my life. Look at me, I'm a sad, lonely little man. I've started a lot of things though. I've uh, started. I, oh, I can start. I just can't finish, as my wife reminds me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. Tsh, 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it um, Instagram for me. So okay, like when you hit the search bar, the first thing that that I used to pop up was a bunch of just like half naked on women because it's Instagram butts, and that's butts, what it, butts, like, butts, half butts, of it is. Butts, 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 and I just butts, I honestly thought they were like. Oh, I honestly think that they were like, okay, this guy's a dude. This is gonna what, what he's gonna I want to see. And now all that pops up are just sports and Marvel stuff. <laughs> and that's what I get lost in. I'll just be like, oh, here's some news about this. Oh, here's the thing about that. Oh, my gosh. Guess who's starting for Juventus? Oh, this is like well, like Ronaldo had to say about I'm Weston McKinney. That's really cool. And I'm like, this is such a waste of time. Like, I care about this stuff, but not really. Not I mean, this is such an utter waste of time. And it's just kind of designed to suck you in. And I um, – so for me, it's not – it's really – I'm not the jealousy thing. It's a death by a thousand paper cuts Yeah. of just – here's this little thing about, oh, did 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 you know that in the MCU they almost had this? I'm like, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, sir. And, uh, and I agree with you. It, it is one of the best things about being on Twitter are the relationships that I have formed with people. Uh, like the Clerically Speaking guys, the Crunch guys. Uh, I mean, Arlene Spenceley, uh I think uh, Kane McGrady, we kind of met more via the podcast than on, on Twitter. But there are, I mean, I've certainly kept up with people that way. And um, I like it, but it's I, I don't – you're right. I think if I look at the net benefit um, – so for grad school, I, I'm going to – I'm not going to delete it, although I probably – I might. I don't want to delete because I don't want to um, lose everything, but I think I'm going to uninstall it. And really have to think about um, I can because I just will not because for me it's more of just a time suck. It is you know um, it's five minutes here, ten minutes there, and I that's not an option this 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 year. Like it's it's I will I'm going to true and I think this is going to be really good for me because this is how I tend to function best. But this year is really going to put a lot. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be under a lot of pressure over the, for the next three years. So, mm. hooray! Oh, beautiful for spacious guys for amber waves of grain. Uh, man, is it weird that I've started to create a? I've created a playlist for a party I'm gonna throw in 2022. Is this for your birthday at the farm? No, no, that's 2023. Uh, this okay. is for, with God willing, if the U.S. unmake the World Cup, I'm going to have a watch party, obviously. And I've started, I've started, I'll play this for it. <laughs> it's called The Party. That's awesome. You make it's my heart happy, sweet. Luke. You make my heart happy. I reintroduced my kids to Brave Saint Saturn. I saw that. It was wonderful. Put oh, it yeah. on the Instagram page. Oh, that, nice. That's right. Kateri's face. I was like, that, if I could bottle that <laughs> and keep it, I would. Nice. All right, man. What do we want to talk about today? Well, hey, this is our annual New Year's Day episode where we reflect on our theme for the last year. We create our theme for the next year. And I sure as hell didn't take the time to go see what my theme for last year was, so I have no idea. Did did you? Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's kind of a wash. <laughs> I think it was something like intentionality or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something about research. Uh, 
This thing about accountability. New themes in New York. Here we go. Luke Dares asks a question. During pregnancy, why don't people ask how much the dad is suffering, huh? Gomer <laughs> that Dares from that episode. <laughs> That's a classic. <laughs> Gomer Dares to enter the Big Apple for Sexy Vacation 2020. Then we discuss our 2019 themes were and our 2020 themes. Uh, darn you, past Luke and Gomer. Put him in the show notes. <laughs> I, I did put him in the show notes. These are great. If you want to go, catchingfoxes.fm slash 226. Way to go, past Luke and Gomer. Gomer wants, so here are my themes and here are your themes. Gomer wants habits that are good, strong, and healthy. So his is by defining failure as whatever new habit he's committed to. He has to do it every day or every other day, but never miss two days in a row. It builds habits while leaving room for travel, illness, life, etc. So my goal was to build good habits. Luke's theme for the year Wait, was commitment. Can I, can I stop yeah. you right yeah. here? After we go through these some themes, instead of us saying first how we thought we did, I think the other person sh- should say how they think the other person did. <laughs> okay. Uh, commitment. Commitment to his job means not letting things slip. That was you, Luke. That was it, huh? <laughs> yeah. One sentence. That's all you said. That's what you That's, that's a what clear you ADHD thing. I really yeah. want to do better at the small things. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, how do you think? Okay. Let me start with you and habits. Yeah. So here's what I kind of think. My, now, I think 2020 threw a wrench into all of oh, this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. This is the year so of the asterisk. clear. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is a big no, this did not work out at all for either of us. But I actually do think you did a good job this year of you tried to set yourself up to do good things in a consistent manner. And that's a, and habits are a, big, are a big part of that. So I think the fact that you've really gone off social media. That you have stayed off that. You have stuck with stuff that you are doing. You've done the little um, small things I think are unnecessary. I think you've put yourself in a really good position to form good habits. So I say way to go. Nice, nice. And honestly, when it comes to commitment, when I look at your – I mean, number one, you got accepted into Notre Dame grad school. That all kind of coincides with work and all that stuff. Um, And me and you don't talk about your jobby job a lot. But I do know that uh, with your ADHD diagnosis and all that stuff, it's helped you clarify. And I think even I think how interesting your theme is in relation to work of commitment, because that's kind of like the thing that ADHD attacks the most, right? Like the follow through mm-hmm. and all that stuff, not the excitement at starting stuff, but the final, you know, go following through and dealing with the details or whatever it might be. But um, I do think that's interesting, right? Like you are always striving to get better at your jobby job. Um, and just think about from March till what were you March till May completely remote? Oh yeah. No, I mean, um, gosh, let me think. Let me think at least at the very, very least, maybe even stretching into June, I'm trying to remember when – so paternity – no, y- yes, because I, I was at the office when my paternity leave began because I remember like um, – and this, 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 this right. wasn't a bad thing. It was just I had a lot of stuff to wrap up. So I, I remember having to leave early because Aaron said, hey, I think that my water could have – like might be breaking soon. So mm. I remember going, holy crap, and I just went like, like hyperdrive and just tried to get through as much as I can. So I yes, at some point in time in June or late May, I returned to the office. Yeah, it's so hard to try to be like to create work goals for 2020. I mean, because it's so much gets obliterated. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think those are the positives. It's kind of hard for me to critique that. Uh, I think I think we did. Um, 
Yeah, you also started doing the the monthly phone calls um, for mm-hmm. our Patreon yeah. listeners yep. and all that yep. stuff. I just think all that all that little stuff is so powerful for people. There's only one that I missed, and it, it just uh, I had scheduled up something else with Everly by accident that day. And then the guy that I meant to call, we just were, I was never able to find a time, so I've got to try to call him again. So I think I think your name is John. John, whoopsies. Um, <laughs> I promise we will connect at some point in time. You have my cell phone, home number, text or call me at any time. So here's my self-evaluation. Uh, mm-hmm. The major things that I really, really, really wanted to do um, in terms of building habits, like my big thing was I just wanted a habit of exercise, and I failed in February – and I excelled in March and April, and then it bottomed out again for the most part uh, after that. So I was working out pretty regularly when COVID started. And then, uh, I mean, I had uh, I was lifting weights. I was going for walks and runs. I don't jog. Um, I was doing things that were active. I was closing my bars every day. And then it just stopped. It like stopped like face into a wall stop, brick wall kind of stop. So uh, I, I don't think I did as good a job there. It actually took our September challenge for me to get back into the habit of aggressively reading every day. And uh, I even downloaded an app called Streaks in order to kind of help me with this. And it's funny. There are two main things on Streaks to help with habit formation. One is a daily habit of reading, and the other one is of closing my Apple loops, you know, the activity loops. And um, mm-hmm. I excelled at one every single day, and I failed at the other almost every single day. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So that that is – so part of my thing with themes is, like, you want to build scaffolding to make sure your resolutions actually work, you know, your whatever. And my – my scaffolding was I set up all these like little automated things on my phone. So twice a day, your my my streaks app is like, hey, you have this thing to do today. You haven't really done it. And then on my Apple Watch, which I wear pretty religiously, um, it you know I get all the notifications and I literally set the watch face. It says the time, and then it just has the rings and it tells me the exact area where I am in the rings. So I always have these reminders. But I did not in terms of health goals, I did not hit what I wanted. Um, and uh, in terms of fitness and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I have spent the last three weeks kind of coming to terms with that failure um, and then saying, okay, what are low friction ways that I can actually make this happen? And so that's what me and my wife are kind of working on right now. Cool. I think what's really cool about that, and this is a key part of habits, I think, or just a, you know, a real healthy attitude towards life is what you do the day after. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like you're doing a really good a really good job of. So that is that is cool. Um what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think the commitment thing was okay. Um I I've been beating myself up a lot recently just for like certain things like, oh you're not doing this well, you aren't doing that that well. I've been in my head a lot with this stuff because I've been so reflective about my recent diagnosis. And which I think is, I mean, I think it's, I don't know if that's a normal thing, but it feels like, okay, this makes sense. Like, I'm kind of coming to terms with this. And part of that is just all of a sudden, like, wow, things are getting worse before they're getting better. And and I don't know if that's true. I think I'm just starting to recognize certain things more. And I also think, like, keep in mind, is I have to remind myself this because it's gotten so normal. Do you remember 
around like May or June, we were all starting to realize, holy crap, we're not going to self. This is not going to be a period of um, self. Yeah, a time because you know, so we went yeah. into the pan, the pandemic. I was going to learn Latin. Everyone had all these plans, and it, <laughs> and I mean, like everyone did. Because like, hey, like yeah. we're going to have a couple of weeks, you know, of just downtime. Let's try to make make the most out of it. And all of a sudden, it was like, holy crap, that's not that's not on what's happening. And it was um, Aaron's um, OBG, um, Aaron's um, doctor that we were going to foreverly, who said like, look, like not like we're all not on our A game right now we're all operating on like a d2 like a c level and we have to you have to acknowledge that and you have to accept that and I, that really that really hit me because I, I i was so pissed at myself and i just realized like yeah because like my work had just like slowed down both in terms of what we were doing and how fast i was working and how much i was able to give from a mental stand a a a, a, a mental standpoint and I just realized that's right. Like we're all not at our best right now. And I think for me, um, I didn't do a good job of keeping that in my mind. And so I would just get so mad for not feeling as uncommitted as I was during um, certain parts. And so I think that was a little bit of a challenge was provo- as, as it always is with me, was having the necessary perspective. And it's tough because really the first thing to go for me during all this was a solid prayer life. And I haven't really been able to get to that point of where I'm, like, rocking and rolling with it quite yet to where I'm feeling good about it. Um, it's better. It's good. But it's not quite yet where I would like it to be. I, I Although, okay, that's – I have done a good job of establishing a very good routine in my car, which I know is not the most ideal place to pray. But it is a good place to create a habit of prayer. So that's yeah. been good. So I – you know, do not have anything playing in my car for the first ten minutes. I'm in, comp- I'm in, you know, complete silence. And then when I hit once, when I hit one part of the highway, I pray, I pray a decade of the rosary. And then after that, I um, listen to a podcast for about the last um, twenty to twenty to almost um, twenty five minutes. And that's like I've become a really good routine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so like be able to commit to that has been really good because I actually even have like a little icon card. And I don't stare at it while, you know, I like driving, but I will t- take a look at it every, like, now and again just to, like, bring the image of Christ to my mind. And that's been really cool. So, um, And you know what's yeah. so interesting about that, Luke, is, like, not to go back to this thing, but the ADHD thing of, like, because there there is an issue between knowledge and exe- execution, you have to use your mm-hmm. environment to help you with execution. Yes. It's yes. stuff like, hey, when I see this landmark, I'm going to pray the rosary or, you know, whatever. And it's just like yep. the thing you have to do. Yeah. 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 And, and really, and, and just um, and just starting to learn those, those, little, uh, um, those little life hacks for me have which is a term I kind of hate because I think people get a, get obsessed with it but real I've 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 also I've I've started to understand what are the ones that I need you know so like one of the biggest um, things that changed my life was when I was reading I'm getting things done and he was like if you need to bring this bag with you to work put the bag by the door before you leave yeah and so doing little things like I will put if I need to bring anything into work I'll either put a note or I'll put it underneath my keys and wallet yeah, I have to do so the same I thing. have to see it, <laughs> you know, because I've left like um lunches and I've left, you know, I, it just, yeah. it's just it's something that my brain doesn't stop. And, okay, do you, you know, so I have to do a thing where I have to make sure that am I, 
either I'm putting I either have to put that list in a place where I'm going to where I will see it or have the actual thing right there. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I sing the Adam Sandler song. Did you watch his last stand-up where he did, like, ten different stand-ups and they... Oh, y- yes, yes, yes. I literally, yes. every time I leave, I go, got my phone, wallet, keys, got my phone, wallet, keys. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. I forgot my laptop. <laughs> and I go back and grab my laptop. <laughs> I literally do that every single time. The other yeah, thing... phone, wallet, keys. Yeah, yeah my, other, my other life hack, my other biohacking... No, my other thing that I do is... Uh, Take life me hack. away, Tim Ferriss. <laughs> so I only work four hours a week. It's beautiful. I got a team of Filipino uh, virtual assistants doing my job. Thank you, evangelization. You're new again. Five dollars an hour, <laughs> if that. But uh, the uh, the thing that I do is uh, someone said this a long time ago that I never really implemented until kind of halfway through this year, which is um, in the morning you have the most amount of energy, the most amount of willpower, the most amount of get up and go. At the end of the day, you have the least amount of willpower, the least amount. He's like, so the guy said, so at the end of the day, just walk around your house and get the morning situated so you don't have to make any decisions in the morning and you're just good to go. So putting your the things you need for tomorrow with your keys means that in the morning you're not going to forget it, but you don't even have to think about it. You're like, oh, here's the thing. And then you just yeah. go. And so I realized, like, one of the things he said was the one of the most efficient things you could do is lay out your clothes at night. I'm yep. not there yet because yep. it makes me feel like I'm going to elementary school at my Catholic school and i got to put on my uniform. My mom had me do that every night. But I'll tell you, when we make our kids do that, like if it's, we're going to an early mass or something, get out your nice clothes. We have to give you approval. <laughs> we skip all the drama. Put it out. It, like, makes everything so much easier. And it's funny because a morning ritual that takes them – 45 minutes takes them like 15 minutes if they just do this one step and so that's the kind of thing at the end of the night it's like all right all right what are what what can i do right now okay so luke that was those were our yearly themes yeah. for last can year. i add one yes one quick thing to that this is a really good point for me because uh, this is becoming the podcast that we've really always wanted to do which is just one on productivity yeah um no oh, man this is pure of 2010 on podcasting and i love it uh <laughs> I, I'm not, okay, so it's more of I've installed the principle in my life, but I'm not doing it at a level that I would, that, you know, I would like, but hopefully I want to get back into shape first before, before I really um, do this. But I kind of have a uniform that I wear to work every day. Like I have a set amount of clothes that I wear and this is it. And I, and that's been really helpful for me to just not have to decide what I'm going to wear. I only have like, you know, like right now I wear a cardigan every day because this is what I do during the winter time or the same, you know. And again, I'd like to kind of get to a point where I'm wearing better clothes and have a little bit more of a diverse I'm a group of options. But I think saying these are my work clothes, these clothes right here are only for work. Yeah, has been really helpful. And then when I come home, I try to get out of those clothes as fast as I can, and then just walk around butt naked and grab some um pudding and play some Demi Lovato <laughs> and live my life the way that God intended. <laughs> what was the Demi Lovato song? I was like, I have no idea. I I couldn't tell you any of her songs if the, I if if I heard it. The best thing is my buddy Brian Jones, the Peeping Thomas. His 
daughter heard that story because he was listening. <laughs> to that stuff. Oh, and gosh. so whenever you come up in their home, she goes, is that the naked guy who was dancing? And she says the Demi Lovato <laughs> oh, song. Oh, my the God. Guy, or, or sometimes they'll be at the grocery store and she'll be like, we should get this for Mr. Gomer's friend. And she'll point to pudding. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 100% true. She just did it like like three days ago. It it's was amazing. so awesome. I was getting ready for work the other day and I actually had this thought of, uh, I was like, why did I tell that story on the podcast? <laughs> because why it's gold. It's gold. Why did I do that? Self-deprecating, uh, hilarious, yeah. <laughs> shame-filled, embarrassing. <laughs> the need for more content. The depths <laughs> I will go to to find it. The fact that the medium is the message, and our medium is <laughs> shameful self-disclosure. <laughs> it pays the bills. Patreon.com slash CF. That is patreon.com slash CF. All right. Uh, next, next year, uh, what are your themes? Like, All what right. Is, what is your theme? Okay. So I really, really, really prayed about this stuff. And and I. Better man than me. Yeah. I. Uh, okay. So my yearly theme is the year of humility. Okay. Ooh, you're, you are, you are, I'm nervous about this, aren't, aren't you? I'm incredibly nervous about this. Now, yeah. uh, okay, so I even I even wrote it. I have a work journal where I keep my calendar because, you know, we need the scaffolding. And. So here's the thing that I realized by stepping back from social media uh, gave me a wider lens on my own life. So when I feel like someone has caused an injustice to me, that has given my pride permission to sin against that person, right? So Mm -hmm. in Twitter – it gave me permission to annihil, you know, to attack them, to do my hot takes, to even people like like Taylor Marshall, right? The 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 episode's favorite punching bag, um, or the podcast's favorite puncher. But like the things I say, like I feel like it gives me permission to go after people, and mm-hmm. I realize so that when I step back from Twitter and all that stuff, it kind of gave me a person like, oh, you do this on on social media, but I didn't realize until yesterday, until yeah, yesterday really, how much I was doing this. Outside of it, I had done an examination of conscience, um, and I'm reading that book, Saints in the World, that Matt Frad was reading. And one of the things it talks about is like your relationship to pride and other people and how we act and re- we're constantly reacting. And the thing that I do was like whether you're at work or in my social life, if you have hurt me, then I can gossip about you. Right, I can trash you. I can attack you. And I didn't realize how easy it was for me to do that. And so it's like my self-woundedness or my woundedness mm. yeah. gives me permission yeah. to be self-righteous, right? So that was my first thing. And then my second thing was um, having Kelly, my CPA, do my 2019 and, and 2020 taxes. Um, I realized with the ADHD episode that part of my issue, right, is this psychological thing that we've got to power through and I need help with. But also it's my pride and I don't want to admit to another person, like, I royally effed up here. Like, I am, I am so behind the ball that I have – I'm literally failing my family. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I don't get my act together, it could have repercussions that are more than, oh, you owe X amount percent interest on your taxes that you didn't pay. It, it could have much worse repercussions. So it's this notion of, like, okay, well, how do I address this? My idea is – Humility, right, to face the things I absolutely do not want to face for whatever reason. It's too much friction. 
I'm embarrassed. Um, you know, there's a whole host of stuff. And it, and it kind of goes mm-hmm. to Alistair McIntyre when in After Virtue he talks about um, – like how do you, like living a virtuous life, and he kind of weaves it through all this different stuff. And he says you got the cardinal virtues of temperance, justice, fortitude, and um, piety. But he said, yeah, the issue is, he's like, if you actually want to grow in virtue, you don't need those. You need justice, humility, and patience. Justice, Ooh. yeah. And so his thing is just so like just take a normal thing like uh, you want to be yeah I want to learn woodworking. Justice, I need to find people who actually are good at it and give them what is their due humility i have to reveal the fact that i suck at fractions you know all the stuff that you don't i haven't thought about since like the seventh grade and now all of a sudden is like the heart and soul of an american woodworker because we don't use decimals um (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh maybe i'll go into the world of centimeters uh but um so human and then patience and I realized this in teaching my girls, like, different stuff. Like, I'm teaching Kateri how to break down – we're in the rhetoric stage. And I'm teaching her how to break down fables, which are very simple, into its different component parts and how to add and take away, how to reduce them. And, like, you do all these different things, look for reversals. And I'm teaching her all this. And she gets – she's so much like me, which is like every human being. When you're not good at something, you don't want to do it. Yeah. And you just yeah. have to do yeah. it until you get good at it. And that's the patience. Yeah. So you have the justice – Okay, I got to render into you what is your due, and what is your due is you're competent and knowledgeable in this area, and I am not. I have to have humility. I'm going to look like an effing idiot in front of you, but I will never – I have no hope of being anything good in this area unless I'm humble. And then patience. I got to be patient with myself as I'm doing this, and hopefully they'll be patient with me because I'm terrible at everything I do. And so I begin to go through this, and I said, okay, well, where are the areas where I lack humility? My health. Right, so I was gonna join a gym that still might be a thing where there's like a CrossFit place that's like five minutes from my house. I didn't know it was that mm-hmm. close, and that opens. It's a little expensive, but it opens up a whole new world for me because it's very close, and you're in. You can't hide, right? It's very yeah, yeah. You do the group workouts, and I'm like, maybe that's what I need. There's a free thing called F3, which is uh, faith, fitness. I've heard of that. Whatever. That's, that sounds. I would love to do that. Yeah, and there's a couple, and some of the guys that I do Access 90 with, um, and we still meet up, they they do that together, like, every morning. Wait, in the... ex, 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 explain what um, F3 is. So it's, it's, a, it's a group workout, fellowship, and prayer. So you meet up, you do, like, they do it in these town centers, right? And it's like a group exercise out on the lawn in a park somewhere. And um, you go and do it, and it's 100% free. And you join together and you pray together and you do different stuff. So faith, fellowship, and fitness or whatever. But you do like boot camp type exercises, right? And so – and I, you don't have weights. It's like all body weight stuff. And the people just love mm-hmm. it. The guys that are there, they love it. So the way the this company makes money is selling swag and stuff. And they all – they got the gear and, and all that stuff. So I know that. I know that I need – I know that one of my areas of friction in terms of fitness is I don't want to look like an idiot. So it's not justice, and it might be patience too, but it's really that humility. Like, I don't want to admit that I can't do this exercise because I'm out of shape, overweight, impatient, you know, all that stuff. And then the last part where my humility is going to apply is um, in health areas Uh, is going to the doctor and the dentist. I have put that off for so long. The last time I was in the doctor's office – was uh 
I, I went to an urgent care clinic because my liver was spasming. I don't know why, and it went away, but <laughs> <laughs> anywho, <laughs> we're going to pretend like that is not going to have repercussions. La, 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 la. <laughs> Let's talk about Endgame for three hours. <laughs> I'm going to go Let's home and watch this. Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. You know what's going to help this. <laughs> they gave me medicine. I took medicine. So my humility is maybe the last stage is acknowledging that I've let certain things creep in and own my life in certain areas is the reason why I'm doing mm-hmm. Exodus 90 and Shannon is doing it a hundred percent with me is because I realized like I, I'm sliding back into those defaults again that I don't want to be at. I don't want to have a glass of wine every night. I, I don't want to need to have a glass of wine. I don't even want to get yeah. in that parking yeah. lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when we yeah. talked, you yeah. shared that Chesterton quote, the only time you should drink is when you're celebrating out and you're sad. Um, yep. I think that I was doing that, especially the last two months. Like, work has been a downer in a lot of ways because we're constantly trying to catch up. We're constantly trying to keep our head above water, and it feels like I can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then with these setbacks, even though there's a lot of good happening, and I'm very happy there, with setbacks, I just kind of internalize it and and get through it with alcohol and television and sitting on my ass. So that's the – the those examinations of being like, ah, okay, I'm in the parking lot of – needing alcohol i don't even want to be here yeah dude that's really cool i'm really proud of you that's 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 really cool um thank you i I, yeah i think that those are all very good and very practical and actually um i think all that stuff what i think is kind of cool about what you have talked about is is quite often when we are i mean if we're being honest other people pretty much everyone who talks about this this stuff it's oh here's a thing that i know would add value to my life but it's not anything that I really um, need to do. I just I, I just see the good in it, and like it's 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 almost as if we go, it'd be awesome if I could do this. Yeah. But what you're saying is these are things that I need, like I have to do this, and if I don't, I'm running away from something. Yeah. And you're taking and you're like having the courage to say, hey, you know what? I need to like bring. Ju- I love the justice, uh, humility, and patience. I think we yeah. should kind of. Keep that in mind as we talk about other things in life. I, I man, Alexander McIntyre, what a brilliant man. <laughs> That's real cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so with me, I, uh, my, I think my theme for this year, I, I have a really, really challenging year ahead of me. Um, at the same time, this is where I tend to be at my best is when I have a lot of things that are expected of me and I'm excited especially if there are things that I am excited about uh, which I am very excited about grad school and I love talking and you know I'm studying this stuff so I so but in order to do grad school well in order to you know do grad school do the podcast take be there for my family and my job um that's all I'm going and you know and still obviously like and and like the most important part is like with my faith obviously which is part of all of that. I don't have time for anything else. I truly, truly don't. Yeah. And um, I am, I mean, this means like, okay, so I'm probably not gonna be able to watch certain sports stuff. Uh, so what's, what's now I don't want to like totally, I think it'd be bad to totally. Um, yeah, I do too. I was just going to say that. Uh, and neglect some, but like, what are the things that I will watch? So, you know, I'm going to watch the U.S. Um, national team games, and that'll probably be it. And any, like, maybe one or two big Bengals game or, like, another Dame game or how I'll pay attention to. But it's not going to be the same, like, every week, which, which I've already kind of started to do. So I think this will actually be pretty easy. 
but I'm going to be more um, – it's basically going to be, okay, is this like a huge deal? Will this kind of really bum me out if I can't watch this? Yeah. Or can I watch, you know, t- like like one half or can I, you know, or something like that. So, um, so I, I bring all this up to say my theme for this year is to fall in love with the process. I am going to have to be living in like like I'm going to have to have a process for how I approach everything. Um, I know that probably this you know I'm going to need and I've I've done this before so I I I'm a, I am aware that I can I'm going to have to probably be up at around up five in the morning, and that means I'm going to have to like take my pre workout stuff yeah. and pray for about ten minutes and then go on the Peloton bike for about like ten to twenty minutes. And then I'm gonna have to get ready, you know. Then I'm gonna have to get ready for the day. Might have to do a little bit of um, a little um, a bit of reading, and then head into work, and then um, to have schoolwork that night. And you know, like eat, like eat with my family, just make sure I'm spending time with Aaron. A little bit of schoolwork that night, and then that's gonna be my life. Yeah. And you know, so that means that like you know, obviously we'll we'll probably have to have a set date for like when we podcast, so I can just build that into my you know like into into the schedule and whatnot. And the good thing about what I'm doing for grad school is, the like, I'm only going to be taking one or two classes in the in, online in the spring and fall. So it's not like I will um, have three classes or something um, like that. But uh, and I'll take a bunch. But I have a bunch of classes I'll be taking over the summer all at once, which for me is much better. I always did my best in school before I had my ADHD diagnosis, or even I'm taking meds on it. My best grades by far were whenever I um, had the mini session. Yeah. Because it was just like that's all that I focused on mm-hmm. was just that, yeah. And so for me, that's and that's what I need. It's just this kind of like I need to be drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> and so I that's really when I was um, when I was doing the I was uh, participating in this one webinar of just to see if this is a program. I, I mean, I, of course, I knew that I wanted to do it, but I was like, do I even have a shot? Is this the right thing? Do I even have a shot at this? And they're like, it's like drinking from a fire hose. I was like, this would be perfect for me. <laughs> and so, um, and I, and I, and it's, I know it's, I mean, it's, I, cause I thought about, should I make it discipline? Should I make it perseverance? And I'm like, no, I think for me, it's really going to be about like, I just like, this is my process and I have to fall in love with it. Hmm. And so, um, and a lot, like I have certain strategies that I really have been using that have been really good. And I think, um, you know, for me, it's much easier to break things down into very, very small, uh, small, small amounts of time. So prayer, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes. And if it, I'm, you know, if it goes over, good, good. That's fine. I probably will because really when I'm at my A game, I'm praying for about, for about a half hour. But a half hour at times can seem so daunting, which is why I will then put the prayer off. Mm. If I say it's just for 15 minutes and if I, can, if I want to stop after that, I'm going to. Gives, it makes it much easier. It doesn't create the anxiety or the kind of like hesitation. It's a thing that like – it's a thing – it's a thing with ADHD that you hear about all the time is break things up to the smallest thing yeah. that you can possibly do. Yeah. And it just makes it a lot easier. Which and is so the me, only way. The only way I did my tax. Like I, my taxes, I was like, okay, all I have to worry about this hour is scanning all my documents in. That's it. At the end of this hour, that's all I got to worry about. I don't have to do yep. anything else. I'm not emailing. I'm just doing this one thing. And then I do that. And I'm like, okay, all I have to worry about now is just writing down every all my mileage. I just got to go through all my events and write down my mileage. And I realized, like with Shana, I said, 
that re- that almost removed all the weirdo anxiety hesitation. Around yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, because because that's really what it is. It's 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 a it creates this weird anxiety, uh, this weird anxiety within you. It's uh, and and um, like one thing that I'm going to be doing as well is starting right now. Every um Saturday, uh, every um, Saturday morning, um, I'm going to try to basically like read a book a morning. So take a couple hours and read. You know, now I probably won't be able to do. Like really, I, I basically um, I want to read about a three hundred. I want to read three hundred pages every um, Saturday morning. Wow, that's my that's goal. Aggressive. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and I'm and I realizing. Okay, I'm going to have to start off now. When I say read, I don't mean read every um, single word, especially with history books that I've because that, that also that that is what I know. Yeah. So when you really have a history book, you can read a whole thing in about in about that time because you really only read the introductory paragraph, the last paragraph, the first sense of, you know, each paragraph because it's quite often <coughs> I'm sorry. Um that is the main idea and then everything else in that paragraph just like just like supports that idea, then you read all the quotes. Anything that anything that is a quote, you read that as well. And so I'm not as fast as I was, but I'm, you know, I was able to get through about 200 pages in that amount of time last, last weekend. So if I can get that up to 300 and then when I have to read things all the way through, obviously that'll be, but really I'm just trying to prepare myself for, okay, when I get to grad school, I'm going to have to be reading a lot in a very short amount of time. And I know I know that I can. I know that I'm capable of doing that, but I don't think it's smart for me to just dive into it without a little. bit. It's kind of I'm like a muscle I have to start to work out again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and that's part of the process as well. So for just so every set, you know, and and that means that okay, so like this is the process that I have to fall in love with. And so there are certain things I'm going to you know just not. And it's not that I was doing other stuff in the morning, but you know, especially on a Saturday morning, I would typically be a little bit slow to start. Uh, just because I'm, I'm taking my time because it's you know a Saturday I don't really have to be anywhere per like per se, and um, I'm that's a real bachelor attitude yeah. that I think I've never really gotten rid of, and so I'm just like okay I don't have to do anything I'm kind of you know like I can do anything on my own schedule and I want to get rid of that so, um, uh, yeah I just I, I, and I know for me and really for anyone they talk uh, they talk a lot about. Uh, it's really the like your real good people who consistently do great stuff talk about it's just the process that you fall in love with, not really even the outcome. Yeah, and so I found with me and our podcast for for um, example, I'm at my happiest. Not I, I always love doing it with you, and that's and okay, that's what I'm the most happy. I with. love doing it with you too, Luke. <laughs> Sometimes at night. Sometimes. In the morning, sometimes when it's raining, in the wintertime. <laughs> um, and I am at my least happiest about it when I'm comparing my, us to other um, people, when we're on, like, on the Twitter or, or something, or I'm thinking about, oh, my gosh, like, what is this now? Like, I'm, I just – I want to just be happy with what it is, and I think we're at a really good spot, and I'm very much okay with, like, where we are. Yeah. And so, um, and I, you know, I'm not going to have, like, I'm really not going to have, I mean, I'll, I'm, hopefully we'll be able to do a little B-side here and there, but I'm not going to have time to, like, think of different ideas yeah. that I'd like to do. I, I'm just not. So, anyway, sorry, I've been blabbing for. So, what, what is the official title of your theme? Mine's a year of humility. What's yours? 
Uh, falling in love with the process. Yeah, okay, good deal. A lot like it's going to be a lot like 2020, everyone. But it's always good to you know kind of. Re- I think it's been kind of cool how there's a lot of hope about 20 about 2021. I think that that is a good thing. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's almost like time and reality are are important. <laughs> Death is but a doorway. Death is but a doorway. All right, Luke. Top fives of 2020. Top five. All right. Okay. So, um, gosh. Okay. Number five for me will have to be that I finally watched um, The Silence. Uh, God bless Kevin Hyder. He bought like a five dollar DVD player and the, at, a, at a like Goodwill and a DVD and brought it to my house so I could watch it, and I did. And uh, silence is incredible, and I have thought about it a lot. And uh, I'm very glad that I finally watched that movie. Nice, nice. Now, mine are not necessarily in an order of ticking down, but I, I mean, maybe I can. Okay, uh, so I'll mean, say, uh, yeah, whatever. Of uh, number five, number five, uh, discovering the carnivore diet. I love it. Good, nice. Grr. Um, I've talked four. enough. I've talked enough about it. So <laughs> I feel like just saying, talking that. about. It, you know. All right, um, four. Um, I'm going to say all the, like the people who've kind of become part of the Catching Foxes team, um, at our, like at our peak this year when we were doing some stuff, uh, we had four people who were working on, I'm um, Catching Foxes stuff, uh, that also um, accounted us. And so, uh, we have, and, um, so we have Kate who helps out with like all, you know, a whole bunch of stuff and she's just awesome. And then we had our buddy, um, uh, we had our buddy, um, Jason helping doing all of the live shows we were doing at, during the beginning part of the of the pandemic up until whenever Lee uh, was born, it just kind of became, it became pretty hard to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, that was really, really fun. And I was actually talking to Jason on Instagram yesterday. And so, and like, we're definitely at some point in time, like when I think about, about stuff that we do or anything that we could do, he's always in the conversation w- w- about that in my mind. And so just to kind of, you know, just, just to know that we have some um, people who are really great, who are who really are in who are in, um, insanely talented and um, uh, want to support what we are doing is really cool. So I'm very I'm, I'm very I'm grateful for that. Nice. Uh, I would say my number four is my new leadership role in the parish um, and how taking over youth ministry has kind of forced me into uh, a a new way of looking at leadership and the leadership team and decisions that we make and how it relates to other people. So it's been very eye-opening and incredibly difficult. We're still kind of limping along, but um, yeah, it has, it has allowed a new aspect of my personality to emerge that I didn't even know was there. Cool. Um, we're on number three now, right? Yep. All right. I've really enjoyed... Uh, discovering chess this this year. I know I talked about it. I talked about it earlier uh, in terms of stuff that we were doing on New Year's Eve. But I I just really enjoy. Um, I watched the Queen's Gambit. That was awesome, and that kind of sparked it sparked only my interest in a game that uh, I played for a bit. And it's um, it's just fun. It's it's really. Um, it is. It kind of taps into things that I really um, uh, that I really find to be kind of fascinating. So you have you um, have the strategy side. You kind of have this like attacking thing t- t- to it, and it's just it's um, it's fun. I really enjoy it. So I'm glad that I've been able to kind of rediscover that. Nice, nice. 
okay, so mine is a weird thing for my number three. It's writing a chapter that's uh, going to be published in a book. Now, the book is coming out in May. I don't know how much I can talk about it now, but there's uh, it was an anthology of a handful of young adult authors, and it was about a very specific subject. Uh, and so I got to contribute to it was a full chapter. I loved it. Um, I sent it in, and I said, if you think it's garbage, please send it back to me, or you can just delete it, and we'll pretend like we didn't have this discussion. And the person responded saying, I loved it. It was one of my favorites. So, uh, yeah, right. Chapter, I'll talk more about it when the book, when we can release more details. Cool. Uh, two, and this might surprise some people, but you'll understand it when I say my one. I have really, really enjoyed uh, the run that Catholic stuff has been on um, recently. I found it in the past. I mean, it's it's, it's always been good. I've, I've always, I'm, I've always, I'm, I've always enjoyed, uh, enjoyed on um, what they've done. And it's either kind of done. I'm um, one of of two things. It's either really spoken to my heart and where I and just like what God is doing in like in my life. Or it spoke to the intellectual ideas that I was um, thinking about as it related to God and God and um, ministry and life and all of those things. And recently, for the past, gosh, probably like four, four or five months or so, or really, like, quite honestly, this whole year, um, it's been speaking to both. So both the head and the heart. And um, that's been really cool and a really, um, a, a really, um, huge blessing. So I'm just very, I'm grateful for that, and just like all the podcasting as, 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 as a whole. I continue to love the um, um, everything that the Ringer is doing, uh, and I like, and it's just, I think it's a very, it's a very exciting time uh, as always with, uh, with, with podcasting. So that is my number two. All right, my number two is uh, something that we actually talked about on the New Year Themes episode last year because we recorded on January 10th, um, which was my New York City trip with my wife. Me and my wife look at pictures of that trip all the time. We went on January 2nd to the 5th. I had a gig in Long Island, and uh, so we went and stayed in Times Square at a very expensive hotel, 20 stories up in the air, right across from the ball, uh, but because it was January 2nd, it was half price, and it was awesome, and we just had a blast. Central Park, we were living home alone, too. It was beautiful. Um, the people that we met on the actual gig out in Rockville Center Diocese were just some of the most incredible people, and um, me and my wife had fun. We had weird stuff happen, rode subways, did the whole um, thing, uh, had a prayerful experience at um, Ground Zero of the Twin Towers because... My wife had been praying for this man whom she had never met. Just her parish passed out this card with every name of everyone who lost their lives and just pray for him. And Takashi Nakamoto, um, we went to the South Tower and took a picture where his name is is etched in the memorial. And uh, it was just everything was beautiful and powerful um, about that. And so that was definitely my my high, my 2020 peaked uh, <laughs> on January 2nd. And you were able to FaceTime. People, you need to understand. I FaceTimed Luke about six <laughs> minutes after walking into the hotel. 
I'm like, look, Luke. And he's like, that is wasted on Shannon. That is wasted on <laughs> I Shannon. I did say that. <laughs> mm. You're not wrong. Um, that's true. <laughs> all right. What's your uh, your number one so drum roll? Like, this could have been my like all of my top five, yeah. but I just put it all into one. Uh, it's, just, it's just been everly being born and everything that's gone into that from – you know, um, having my mom being the one person we could have at the hospital um, at the hospital um, with us uh, to seeing like Aaron becoming like like just being a mom with her is one of the great joys of my life for how much it's just really helped me and Aaron's um, me and Aaron's marriage. Um, me and Aaron, is that even the current oh, mine and Aaron's marriage? Uh, um, not that it was bad, but it just it just takes it to a whole other level. You know, and it puts a new dynamic to it, and just to just seeing the smile on Everly's face to um, her uh, now she kind of likes this. She likes the song "The End of the World" by As We Know It by REM. And I have a little dance that I have her do to it. That's really fun. I just the just like the whole thing um, with her. It's just been an incredible. I mean, it's just one of the most incredible things to ever happen to me. In my life, you know, it, it, and it's, it's been kind of cool too because it hasn't been one of those things where it's like my life didn't make sense until I met her. It's it's more of just like, wow, this is a really cool thing now, you know, and it's just it's just it is nothing but pure joy. And so that's been awesome. And then I would also add to that. Um, I would uh, add my nephew on the Jude being born. That's been really cool. Just just to um, see my sister, be, just to see her become a mom and be a great mom and be able to like watch Everly and just having her at her house every day with so like Everly can hang out with her and her and you know um Everly's cousin Jude has been really really cool as well. So that's awesome, man! What yeah. a beautiful thing. Thank um, you. For me, my number one. Uh, uh, is uh, my Cecilia's first confession and first Holy Communion. Um, you know, for us, there were this, these were around the dark days when medications were not working and were making all the bad things ten times worse. Um, and it was breaking our hearts in half trying to navigate this stuff. And um, having a girl with generalized anxiety disorder prepare for confession was some of the hardest things that you could, like, just trying to talk to her about it and go through it. The girl read every book. Um, the, our wonderful friend, Christine Marlowe, was in charge of the program, and she had a couple books um, on hand that were fiction books that helped kids prepare, Grace, Ghost of Confession, something like that. She did everything. She knew it all backwards and forwards. But the thought of going to confession paralyzed her until... Uh, Father David Hust said, mm. let me hear her confession. And we created a whole day uh, around it where we drove down to St. Vincent de Paul, which is about a 45-minute to an hour drive. And just because he's my son's godfather, he's a known quantity to Cecilia. He's not mm -hmm. the scary mm -hmm. other. And even though my kids love our parish priests, uh, it was something that was very um, – it was very beautiful to watch my daughter. She was scared. So I said, I'll go, uh, you know, like we got this. And Katira goes, I'll go to confession first so you don't have to feel alone. And then you come in after me. And that's exactly what happened. And it was beautiful. Her picture holding up her little St. Joseph's Baltimore Catechism 
first Holy Communion preparation book right outside the confessional. And she was, she said when I came out, she was like, I was so happy. I was so happy. And then, um, man, I haven't really revisited this. It's funny because like I have her picture for first Holy Communion on my phone as my wallpaper. Oh, wow. Um, but her in her beautiful white dress that Kateri wore that, you know, um, going to communion, um, it was, she was, again, scared. She thought everyone was going to be staring at her and all this stuff. She brought a doll, and my wife dressed the doll up in a communion dress. Hmm. And it was like she channeled her anxieties through that doll. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time for communion, Father Tom was awesome with her. Oh, that's uh, he's great. He's my pastor. Yeah. yeah. And she was able to go and to receive, and it was right before the COVID lockdowns. And so she was able to receive and get it all done, and it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Good. And it was just a – and that was like – by the time, you know, between communion and confession, it was like two months. And it was it was just – it was – she was off the – the effects of the old medication were gone. She was in a good place, and it was just very good. She's still struggling, but it was awesome. So that was my, my number one. Oh, that's cool. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was really cool to just to see like um... – her, uh, oh, like, start to over, like, you know, like, um, I mean, it was so hard. It was so hard, yeah. all that stuff, and be able to just, like, you know, hear the stories from you and just, um, I wish there was more that I could do besides just, like, besides just hear about it. But to see her experience those things, I don't, I don't want to say, I think over, over almost coming is the wrong word, but, like, um, like, those are big, big hills. And she yeah. got over those hills, and there are going to be other hills. But it was cool to see her, like, get over those hills. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the, the, the thing that is hard about it is it's not going away. You know, it's like the ADHD, right? Like, it can only be managed. It can be reduced. It can be dealt with. You can create solutions and strategies and whatever. But it's not like you do this, it's gone. You yeah. know, and yep. so yep. learning and accepting that is, is part of the process. So, but it was cool to see her hit those milestones, overcome those hurdles. And yeah. in yeah. spite of all the uh, limitations, nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Uh, quick honorable mentions on my part just getting in to Notre Dame and grad school is a huge win. That was awesome. Totally. And there was um, something else that I totally forgot about that's. I feel bad now. So, if, and if it if it really involves you, sorry. My honorable mention is buying my sick new sixty five inch uh, <laughs> hell four K four K Ultra HD HDR awesome. Plus. Oh man, it is beautiful. <laughs> when we play, and I bought Halo. So when we play Halo, <laughs> and it divides it into four quadrants, right? It's like a whole TV per quadrant. It is glorious. Glorious! <laughs> we bought a new entertainment center, so I had to put that all together, and it was fun because my wife and kids were out of the house for six hours, and all I did was watch um, Joe Rogan interview Dr. Paul Saladino on the carnivore diet on Spotify <laughs> while, while assembling this furniture. This uh, is time my spent fifth wisely. child. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's my fourth wife. I got you. I got my current <laughs> wife, Shannon. Uh, I have my work wife, Mary, and now I have television wife. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's a main television wife. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, All right, ladies and gentlemen, closing out 2020. Thank God, put a bullet in the back of its head. 2021, hopefully it's going to be great. Patreon.com slash CF really does help keep the podcast going. Thank you all for the incredible messages. Thank you all for your incredible emails. Sorry I haven't been able to get back to all of them. But it truly, we read we read them all, and it really means a lot. So thank you again. Um, if we've impacted your life, patreon.com slash <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs>